This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the off-season workouts, who showed up, who didn't. We talk about the signings of Grossman and Philip Buchanan, and Chris Wilson resigns. This and much, much more live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, yo, yo! What's up, y'all? What are you talking about, y'all? Oh, yeah. Dude, where's Josh? Oh, yeah, he's not here. Are you, Josh? I called it. Dude. I called it, too. Yeah, I called it, too. Man, Josh. Josh. Oh, man. Where are you, dude? Yeah. Is he still on the toilet? Um, Okay, we've had some uh, bubonic plague type uh, things around Harry Hug football. I think first I was sick. Then, um, there is commitment issues from, uh, some of our members on different nights and, uh, <laughs> alternate plans were made. And then there was the Josh's, uh, you know, fiasco night. And now apparently Josh has an unexpected meeting called at 9.30 tonight in Kansas City. He did say to tell you guys that he drove past Arrowhead Stadium today. In his travels. So, it looks like me and John are going duo tonight. With the occasional, um, you know, Josh little sound clips, the three that we have, uh, put in here. <laughs> Dude! So, <laughs> hey, I wanted to point out but, before we get too far into the podcast that tonight's episode is brought to us by... David Lee from David Lee Law, again. David Lee wanted to pay for the cheapest advertising on the internet, so he once again sent in a donation. And thanks to David Lee. And also brought to you by Alex Carter in Amherst, uh, Massachusetts, who did say on the website, if you guys noticed, in the little chat box, he was talking about how he was on, I believe, Sirius NFL Radio. He was one of the callers and talked to uh, Ross Tucker, uh, third or fourth string uh, lineman for the Redskins for a few years. I believe he played for the Redskins somewhere around 1997. The uh, I like to call that the dark times. The dark ages, dude. And we're the still in ages. them. We're coming out of them now. We're we're entering yeah, the yeah. industrial revolution or the renaissance. Yeah, truly. But but that mid to late 90s time, that was like 93 to 97. That was that was some dark times. Oh yeah. That was horrible. Like yeah. the Heath Schuler, yeah. uh, Gus Ferrat years. Oh man, and Tony the, the, Tony the, Banks, the numerous <laughs> Tony. Oh Banks. man, John loved Tony Banks. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure Alex Carter, Not as much as Daryl Pounds, dude. <laughs> I'm sure Alex Carter and David Lee both have the same feeling for, um, yeah, Daryl Pounds. Pounds. Oh, okay. Oh, man. Anyway, um, oh, man. Alex was on there, and he was talking about Jason Campbell and told them that, you know, he felt that even Peyton Manning or Tom Brady wouldn't be able to play behind the line that we had 
to which apparently Ross Tucker disagreed and said they could because they get the ball out faster. Now, they may get the ball out faster, but, dude, do you think they could have played behind that line as well as they played behind their lines? Dude, I think if the Redskins had had uh, Peyton Manning or Tom Brady behind that offensive line, that they would have gone at least 5-11 and 11 <laughs> last year. Oh, man. Yeah, something All I have like to that. say is Ross Tucker might be on the NFL Network, and uh, he's a former former NFL player, and he was an offensive lineman. But uh, 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 I think you're, yeah, I think he's wrong. <laughs> um, he also believes this is his draft prediction. I, you know, because uh, third string offensive lineman is pretty close to the guys that make these decisions at Redskins Park. But his he thinks that the Redskins are going to pick up Sam Bradford if he's available. If not, they're going to get Okung, or however you say his name. Mm-hmm. And Okung. Okung. if he's not there, I forget who he said they're going to pick up, but not uh, Clausen. So, do, That's do interesting. You, do, do you guys know how mad I'm going to be if we don't get an offensive lineman or trade down? That Dude, absolutely. Well, it, I I think what's going to happen is Bradford's going to go number one to the Rams. I think that's a foregone conclusion. He actually just had his uh his his workout, and every team in the NFL pretty much was there to to see how he was doing, how his surgically repaired shoulder was working out, and he was. I saw some of this on on online, and he's uh. I mean, he was zinging the ball. He looked like he's put on some poundage, like like muscle. Like, not flab or anything. And, I mean, he looked really good out there in shorts, running around with no pads, getting no pressure and no one hitting him in the face. Um, the problem with him, and this is why he's put on some weight of uh, some muscle mass since he was injured for the second time, is that every time he does get hit, he seems to get injured. So, mm-hmm. you know... You know, he looked really, really good. I mean, he looked like someone that could really do well at the quarterback position in shorts and no pads and no pressure. No one slamming him to the ground and and banging him on his shoulder and going, welcome to the NFL, like all like 1998 Madden style. So what you're saying is he pretty much looked like me at the Beach Blitz throwing the ball through those those cardboard dudes with their arms. Oh, yeah, he looked much better than me. But not me. same thing. Because I threw it through (laughs) I threw it through every <laughs> single one of them. And we do have footage um, of us trying to kick the field goal, though, and both of us pretty much sucked at that. I was awesome at that. I was pumped. Um, yeah, yeah. so the thing with Bradford, he looks like he could be the the real deal. He's got a great Wonderlick score. Um, but until he gets hit for the first time by, by, you know, a Julius Peppers and gets slammed to the ground on that twice-injured shoulder – you know, you're not going to know what you got. You get with them. So, but I think the Rams don't really have a choice. They picked a defensive end two years ago. They picked a left tackle last year. They're going to go quarterback this year. They've got to. And I think the next two teams are going to pick uh, defensive linemen, and that's going to leave the Redskins to get Okung or uh, I think it's McCoy is the other guy. Um, Clausen obviously will be there. Um, the second coming of of Jesus himself, uh, Tim Tebow, will be there. Who the Redskins also went to see? Uh, no, they actually brought him in for a workout. Did they bring him in, or did they go to see him? Yeah, he came in to uh, do a workout for the Redskins. Um, unlike with Bradford, I didn't get to see any film on. The, well, I did get to see, but the light from the Second Coming of Christ was so blinding, I wasn't able to see anything that Tebow was actually doing. But they say 
that he's a he's got a long way to go with his new shortened uh, throwing motion. And I really don't think he's going to be around when the Redskins get to their second pick in the ra- in the draft, which is going to be in the third round. So I don't think we need to worry about a Tim Tebow experiment going on in Washington this year. I hope not, dude. I really do. Yeah. But you never know. Oh, did you see anything about Vinny Serrato weighing in on Clawson? Did you see that article? No. <laughs> I haven't heard anything about any anything about Vinny Serrato. Like, ever since he got cut, I haven't heard anything about him whatsoever, except for that people are like, and he's gone. Well, they had an article and about him, and apparently he's, like, uh, promoting um, some Notre Dame dudes, Jimmy Clausen and a few other draft prospects. Oh, we definitely don't want him then. As a, um, apparently he used to work at Notre Dame, and he's, like, coaching these dudes on how they should interview with teams in their draft and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever like, like what is he saying like first you should snort a bunch of crystal meth i don't know and then come in all wild-eyed <laughs> and and say a whole bunch of stupid stuff and think that you're and be really full of yourself but i don't know but in the article he was saying stuff like well the first year clausen didn't get any votes as team captain the second year he got every vote as team captain from his fellow players and was saying stuff like that. Like, 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 of course dude. they voted him team captain after his second year, or his second year, because he was the quarterback. And not to mention, what? they said that he was, first of all, promoting these players as a favor to people at Notre Dame. And I'm like, so what you're saying uh, is not only does Vinny Serrato suck and is a bad judge of talent, but second of all, he's biased towards these people. So what's his very, credibility? Very interesting. Where, where's his credibility at all on whatever he's coming out of his stupid mouth? <laughs> well, I have said a few months ago, I have said that a lot. Um, I have said a few months ago that uh, I thought Clausen, actually, Clausen was showing that he could be an NFL quarterback. I thought he might have the tools out there. But now that I've heard this, and oh, and, and to backtrack a little bit, I in no way think the Redskins should pick him number four. Or at all, um, but having said that, especially now that if, if Vinny Serrato is in his corner backing him up, so to speak, uh, I want nothing to do with him. Yeah, that's kind of my feeling on the subject. Yeah, and like you said, definitely not a four. Yeah, definitely. So I, I think you and I and pretty much all of you guys out there are probably on the same page that we need a left tackle with the four pick or we need to trade down and there are some teams out there. I, I don't have this on the, on the itinerary here, but I, the Cleveland Browns have made uh, some rumblings and grumblings about moving down from either. I think they're the seven or the nine pick. And they've been talking about wanting to move down possibly maybe so they can get Clausen. Who wants um, to move? And wait, who the Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns, they want to move up. You mean? Yeah. Yeah. They want to move up. I always think down, but yeah, they want to move up. So it could be a position, and it probably wouldn't be something that would happen until draft day, uh, the first day of the draft there, that that something would happen. But it's conceivable, and I'm I'm not trying to sound like the Bleacher Report here, but it is conceivable that they could try to be working a deal with the Redskins to move down and, and maybe some draft picks or something like that. It'd be really sweet if we could pick up Josh Cribs. 
It'd be really sweet if we could pick up a lower first and a third again. If we could pick up like Josh Cribbs and the seven pick and still get a left tackle, because this, this draft is super tackle friendly this year. Like there aren't a lot of quarterbacks. So players, if, if, all right, here's an, here, here's a possible scenario I'll throw out there. Bradford goes number one to the, uh, the Rams. And then you have the next two teams who are the Raiders and, uh, the Raiders are the three pick. Who's the two pick? I don't know. Some other sucky team. And they go Is defensive the Lions? line. And then the Redskins. Yeah, the Lions, of course. <laughs> and then they go defensive line. And then the Redskins are sitting there at number four. And the Chiefs are after that. The Chiefs kind of need a quarterback, too. Well, well, no, they've got that uh, They've got that dude that used to play for the Patriots. So I guess they're okay. But, Castle. you know, it, I guess it's, yeah, Castle, Matt Castle. It's, pos- it's possible they could that the Browns or somebody else might try to move down or up a little bit in the draft order to uh, make sure they get someone like Jimmy Clausen if he's still available at that point. It's very possible. So we'll see. Yeah, it's possible. We've got a, we've still got a few more weeks. Yeah, we've got a few more weeks. And did I point out yet today that the show is brought to you by David Lee and Alec Carter? Two Alex huge Redskins Carter, fans. Uh, Amherst. Amherst Mass. Redskins fans in Patriot Country. Solid. Um. Anyway, that Keep wasn't even on the itinerary, that little tirade about what we thought was going to happen in the draft. But this is... What do you think, Josh? What do you think about all that stuff? Oh, man. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. Oh, wait. I think he said that because he probably ripped one in his, his studio. <laughs> hey, Dude, Josh. go open a window. Ste- Josh, step outside for a minute, and we'll, uh, we'll get back to you. Hey, um... I told Josh that since he wasn't coming on the podcast that we were going to have to have a little round calling him a Yadukika. On the day he was born. Josh Anyway, um, hey, most of the dudes showed up for uh, Mike Shanahan's workout. I'm pretty My pumped understanding about is that. Everyone showed up the first day, even even Crybaby Portis. And yeah, I'm interested in the fact that it looks like he's either has enough respect for or is afraid of Mike Shanahan enough so that he's like <laughs> doing what he's supposed to do. And I was talking, wait a minute, who? Who are you talking about, Shanahan? Oh, sorry. So, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was kind of like (laughs) I equate the last two years with Jim Zorn as being like a third grade class that has a substitute teacher come in for an entire week. And now the real teachers back in town are back in class and, you know, they're getting things whipped into gear. Right, and he's got like the report from the sub, like, well, this Clinton Portis child, he uh, he acted up a little bit, and he thought he kind of ruled the roost. And Shanny's coming in, going, he's "Sit like, down, kid!" Like all Catholic school style, like with the ruler and whatnot. It's like whapping him on the on the knuckles with the ruler and whatnot. Yeah, but anyway, Portis actually seems like you know he's had an attitude adjustment, so to speak. We'll see how long well, it dude, lasts. 
I think it's going to last no matter what because one, he knows he has competition with Larry Criminal Johnson, Larry. who inexplicably was signed by the Redskins for some reason. Uh, number two, Clinton Portis knows uh, that he's on the downside of his career, and number three, he got traded by Shanahan after two seasons with him, so she know he knows that Shanahan could be like later. What you give me <laughs> lip cut? I know. Seriously. I'm going to trade you to the to the you know. The Oakland Dude, Raiders for a bag of chips. Those are three great, great points that you brought up about why his attitude might be better, but you left one out. Also, hmm. when he played for Shanahan, he actually performed well the best of his career. They got him the big he money. He did. Behind the uh, that, that, that uh, zone blocking with the slightly more nimble, uh, mobile Fatties. offensive line. Mm-hmm. Which I'm still curious to see if that's the kind of offensive line they're going to build here in Washington, and if that will work in the NFC East. I'm a little skeptical. Well, we'll see what happens with that. We can't get any worse. <laughs> yeah, no lie. Uh, anyway, dude, there's dude, one dude. If we had Tom Brady. We would have been so much better. There's one highly paid individual that is not exactly, um, what's the word here, being assimilated into. Mike Shanahan's regime, and that is Fat Albert himself, who did show up for the first day, but now he is working out on his own, as John has a humorous article about this on the website that you can check out. Uh, Yeah, good old Fat Albert. What's he working out? Not cardio, obviously, because... Yeah, like, I, I, I guess for him, working out is walking to the store at the corner instead of driving to it so he can pick up a dozen donut holes or you know, <laughs> two two dozen Krispy Kreme donuts hot off the conveyor belt. <laughs> he just stands at the end of the conveyor belt and waits for him to come off one by one. Yeah, truly. So he says he's working out on his own because he worked out last year with the Redskins and it... it he thought that they uh, they did him wrong and didn't give him a a a, a good training reg- regiment, I guess you could say. Uh huh. So he was just like, you know what? I'm just going to train on my own because uh, last year you guys did me wrong. Even though there's a complete new uh, strength and conditioning staff and a complete change of things, but you know he's one of those guys that just kind of goes along and does his own thing. So we'll see what happens with him. Also, he's not too happy about being a nose tackle. Yeah, um, I, I, I think he's really happy when he's getting a blow on the sideline. Dude, do you think we should trade him? Yes, absolutely. This would be the perfect year to do it because they'd be able to completely write off his ridiculous salary as well. Mm-hmm. I think we need. You know what I'm I think we Especially need to get if that we're going done. Three, four. Yeah, he's. He, uh. Anyway, we'll see what happens. I. Uh, he, I, I mean, I've been a big Fat Albert supporter. But he's he's just basically he's turning into like a big fat bitch. Wait, did you just say bitch, you were bitch, 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 bitch? Did bitch, you just bitch, say bitch. you were Fat Albert's athletic supporter? Uh, I don't <laughs> remember using the word athletic, dude. There's no way I used the word athletic, <laughs> Albert Haynesworth, in the same sentence. <laughs> oh man! Oh uh, dear, dear. What do you think about that, Josh? Uh, let's see what he thinks. <laughs> oh, hold on. I think he said. He said. Oh, man. And you know what Joe Gibbs said about that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's some other signings uh, 
this last week and a half or so. The Redskins, yeah. as John put it, signed quarterback Rex Grossman for some reason. For some reason, he did work with Kyle Shanahan, Shanny the uh, younger, down in Texas. Um, so he'll be a good backup, even though they come, they've come out and said that there's competition between him and Jason Campbell, basically. But, I mean, seriously, it's Rex Grossman. He sucks. Um, yeah. They also signed a punter named Josh Bidwell, who some of you may have remembered, especially if you play fantasy football, because that's about the only time you ever remember punters that are on other teams. Um, he was out all last year with an injury, uh, but he was a pro bowler in 2005. He's also a, uh, cancer survivor, cancer of the nads. And I mean, apparently this guy is, is really tough and he's a real fighter for being able to battle through that and, and deal with the, uh, you know, the chemo and all the stuff that he's had to do with that. The thing so, is, he's a tough guy and he's coming back from a career or a season he didn't play at all last year, and he's still coming back, and apparently he could be pretty decent. So what does that say about the Redskins' chances uh, re-signing Hunter Smith? Well, dude, see, here's the thing is Hunter Smith, is he's is he a free agent now, or is he actually on the team? Hunter Smith is a free agent. Oh, okay. I thought he, he was still he on the team. He signed a one-year contract. All right. Well, no, the only Josh Bidwell is the only punter on the Redskins roster at this time. Hunter Smith is a free agent. Okay. Well, I don't know, dude. He's at least bringing him in some competition. But yeah, yeah, Hunter Smith really let us down last year. I'll have to say that. Yeah, I was pretty disappointed with that too. It looked like Indianapolis cut him at the right time. Um, speaking of people that have been cut a lot, the Redskins also signed a corner named Philip Buchanan, a former first-round pick, one of Vinny's favorites. Uh, from 2002, and Philip Buchanan has played for more teams than he hasn't, it seems, to be honest. Most recently, um, the Lions. For, he's played for Oakland, Tampa, Detroit, and Houston. Um, so basically, he's played for teams when they kind of sucked. Bad teams when they were pretty bad. However, he also has 18 picks in his career, and five of those are four touchdowns, which I think is five more than Carlos Rogers has ever had. <laughs> touchdowns. So I think we have a, a competition at the second cornerback spot. Yeah, I think you're right, dude. I, li I like the sound of that. And there's one more guy, the Redskins, they've actually re-signed, Chris Wilson. Yeah. Former, uh, former Redskin, former uh, uh, Canadian footballer, and someone who could possibly be able to uh, work his way into the 3-4 defense as a uh, rusher on the end. We'll see. I like Chris I know Chris he's Wilson. working out as an outside linebacker as well. I like Chris Wilson. And what is all this speculation about the Redskins cutting Andre Carter? That would be dumb. I, I You know, uh, yeah, I, I think that has as much uh, gravity to it as... The Bleacher, uh, as the bleacher Report. <laughs> as the Bleacher Report. Which, for those of you, if you get, like, Redskins updates and whatnot on Google, and you wonder why in the hell something like the Bleacher Report, which has completely false information so many times... And headlines that are National Enquirer-esque so many times. Basically, from I did a little research, and they are a uh, affiliate of CBS Sports. And it's basically CBS Sports' is a, a blogger website. And they, they seem to let anyone who can type blog on it. I don't understand why, but yeah, that's basically what it is. And that's why they have so much... Uh, they're they're so active and they're so widely seen on the internet, even though they suck ass. They're terrible. 
Dude, the other day, the headline on the Bleacher Report was Campbell, Cooley, and someone else traded. Yeah, and the gist of the article was, uh, wouldn't that be funny or cool? Ha, 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 ha. And that was it. I mean, that was pretty much it. We're uh, like at least two times better than that. They, they suck. I can't stand them. Anyway. Yeah, they're really bad. They probably can't stand us either. Those guys don't know what they're talking about. Those guys don't talk. <laughs> We've been Redskins fans. We've been Redskins fans. I mean, I mean a Bleacher Report, a Bleacher Report uh, headline would be like, Harry Hog football uh, falls off a cliff and finds aliens. Wouldn't that be cool? They're like, we've been Redskins fans ever since we were assigned a blog about the Redskins from the Bleacher Report higher-ups. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't even think they pay those guys. I don't. At least I really hope they don't, because some of those are, are. I mean, I mean, super. They're 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 written super bad. They're they're just terrible. Like I can't imagine CBS is paying anyone that writes on the Bleacher Report. I think they just kind of glean from uh, articles that are are submitted to them, and they're like, "Well, this one doesn't suck too bad," and they put it on there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I think we should go ahead and take our break right here, and. Um... When we come back, we're going to talk about uh, a phenomenon that me and John have been noticing, a pattern of free agents coming to Redskins Park lately. Phenomenon. We'll talk about that after the break. This is Harry Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. Now in high definition. Only at HarryHogFootball.com and RedskinsBook.com. We're sorry, the W dial is not inserted at this time. Alright, we're back. I think John's still taking the leak. Dude, I'm back. Okay. I just realized once again, like I do every time I listen to this, that I'm supposed to re-record that jingle since we don't have Redskins book anymore. But oh well. Alright, here's the phenomenon that me and John noticed over the last couple weeks. In the past, when Vinny Serrato was in charge and a big-name free agent or... Uh, used to be big name free agent to be more exact about that <laughs> would come into Redskins past Park his prime or overrated free agent when that would happen the Redskins 99.9% of the time would sign him before he stepped foot out of the the lair right he, they would have the you're not leaving here without putting your name on that contract however this year there's been a bunch of dudes that have come in and gone and signed with other teams as if Redskins are like, uh, here's the deal. You can take it or leave it. Yeah, I, I, I think, Aaron, you brought this up to me the other day. I, I think you're you're spot on with that. It's like it's almost like a couple of big name or pseudo big name free agents like Larry Foote and uh, uh, Joey Porter, for instance, especially, came to Redskins Park thinking that they were going to back up the Brinks truck to their uh, cab. For them to fly back on Redskins one to wherever their hometown is, with you know boatloads of cash like the Redskins have done over the last ten years, 
and the Redskins are like, uh, here's your contract. Take it or leave it. And they're like, this is it? I can barely buy Taco Bell every day with this. And they're just like, take it or leave it. Yeah. You're an over-the-hill, washed-out, former good player. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, anyway, that's just speculation of what's going on behind closed doors there, but I do notice the difference in people leaving without contracts. It could be they don't yeah. want to play there, but um, I think they would rather play there under the Mike Shanahan new regime than the old regimes. I don't know. Speaking of Mike Shanahan, uh, there was speculation earlier in the offseason that training camp might be held back at Carlisle or an alternate Venue, which I kind of liked when it was up in Carlisle, and I got to go that time. That was pretty sweet. But They were even talking about doing it in Virginia Beach at this time last year, um, trying to get it down here for a uh, for a couple of years, doing it at the Sportsplex, the, the uh, not-oft-used Sportsplex. But I know that the city council was too cheap to put the 2 to $3 million into upgrading it so the Redskins could use it, even though it would bring in much more in tax revenue. But, uh, you know... You know how politics go. So, well, Mike Shanahan decided that at least for this year, or I, I shouldn't say Mike Shanahan, the team decided for this year that the Redskins would be staying up there in I Virginia. think that was Shanahan's uh, decision, actually. Okay. I well, think that was, that was his call. And if I remember correctly, he was saying, well, we've got everything here we need, so why would we really need to go anywhere else? So, Yeah, that's true. So, you know, anyway, I just kind of like it's like that whole summer camp thing where they kind of like have a retreat and kind of, you know, get that whole camaraderie thing going. I think that's something that could be beneficial to a team. But anyway, uh, we already talked about Hainsworth. Uh, We already talked about Tebow, right? We sure did about all of them. They're rookie quarterbacks coming up. So I think we only have one more thing to talk about. And, Aaron, this is something that you brought to my attention. Uh, The Redskins had a recent, uh, how would you say? Reunion? I would say a reunion between our favorite, our three favorite favorite broadcasters. Yes. Uh, Apparently, um, what? And Frank. Sonny Sam and Frank. Sonny Sam and La- no, not Larry. Sonny Sam and Frank. <laughs> Larry got back together because Frank is retiring from his other duties um, in radio and whatnot. And they got together for about an hour or so on the radio, talking about old times and whatnot. And I found it interesting that somewhere in the conversation, they asked Frank. If he would come back and announce the Redskins game, and he admitted that he would if the Redskins wanted him. Which is a change from a couple of years ago when there was a similar circumstance where they had the three come together. And uh, and Frank was like, no, no, you know, I'm that was the past and blah, blah, blah. And he took the high road on it. But now he's just like, hell yeah, I'd come back. And to which I said, we need to start a... a um a campaign like our vote yes on 81 campaign and a bring back Frank campaign. See if we can get that going online and whatnot. Get some people sending some letters to the Danny. Other people get rid of Larry. Larry. Well, this is something that we have speculated on here recently on Harry hog football. Um, they got rid of Vinny. 
the Danny is allegedly stepping back and letting uh, Alan the Bruce and Shanny take over and do the right thing um, as people who actually know what how to run a football team. And uh, the only thing left is to get rid of Larry Michaels. <laughs> Larry the Boyle of the Washington Redskins. <laughs> <laughs> The boil on the and, butt uh, of the Washington Redskins, Larry Michael, coming at you. I, I do want to say in that article that we read that was out of the Washington Post um, that Frank did say that it was not um, Dan Snyder that made the decision to fire Frank and bring in Larry. It was, uh, I think it was WJFK, pretty much fired him because they wanted to bring in someone else who was cheaper, was the, uh, the long and the short of it. And uh, so they brought in Larry Michael, who's terrible. We all know that he's he's almost unlistenable. The thing I mean, about Larry, I'm one of those guys, dude. Go we've ahead. talked about Larry time and time again, but the, what it all boils down to is the fact that he's inaccurate when he's calling a game, and it's not like it's not like he's calling the game on the TV where the people can actually see what's going on. So yeah, he calls he it inaccurately. Like an, yeah. When he's ta- describing what other people can't see, so you're getting false information. He's like, oh, it's third and one. And you're like, if you happen to be watching it on TV while listening to the radio, you can plainly see it's like third and almost three. Yeah. Stuff like that. It's like, dude. And he'll consistently say, oh, blah, you know, that guy got tackled out of bounds hard. And and Sonny and Sam are like, no, he didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah and, like and just they're they're always contradicting him. Um, and I think basically they've just kind of written it off too. They're just like this idiot. We just have to deal with him here. But anyway, he, enough about Larry. He, he thinks he's well, enough hold about on, hold on. He thinks right. he's announcing things like he's on TV and he's on radio, and he's also and we said this before as well. The big thing, the other big thing with him is that he thinks he's he personally is very important, and he tries to make himself an important part of the broadcast rather than just calling it as a play by play guy. Mm-hmm. Um and and that just doesn't work at all because he's not very good and he's <laughs> and he's like well, pompous just because he's not very good and he's like a pompous jerk. Um, so <laughs> and I'm predicting. I've been thinking about here th- this week. I'm predicting this is the last year, and I feel pretty strongly about this. I've been thinking about this for about four days now. <laughs> I think this is the last year that Larry. Michaels is going to be the voice of the Washington Redskins. Now, I'm not saying that Frank is going to come back or they're going to bring Frank back or anything of that nature, but I have a feeling this could be the last year. I'm pr- I feel pretty strongly about this. I think after this year, and I need to look this up and see if he's in the end of his contract as well. If this is his contract year, I don't think they bring him back. Wait, you can if look this up. next year is his contract year... Wait, I'm they, sure we can find it. They what? publish broadcasters' contract years. I I bet we could find it out, dude. I'll have to do some research here, or if anyone out there knows uh, Larry Michaels' uh, contract status, here's what his contract status is. I think his contract status needs to be cut him and bring back Frank this year, so I can hear Frank say, "Touchdown, Washington Redskins!" Touchdown, Washington Redskins! Yeah, dude, totally. Totally. Plus, Sonny and Sam won't be grumpy anymore because they got their bud back instead of this goom. I know, I know. It would be really, really fantastic to hear. So that would be nice. That would be really nice instead of 
Oh, I think he got tackled at the one. And Sonny and Sam are like, no, he's in. And then I could actually listen to the radio broadcast and turn the TV down like I used to. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Especially if you if Joe Yuck is on there. Plus, you know, Sonny so and Sam, event, how much so, longer are they going to be around? If they're going to do the reunion, they need to do it soon. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, bring back Frank. Bring back, bring back Frank. Frank. But I'm I'm saying it here. I'm making the call right here. I think, especially if it's his contract year, I think Larry Michaels will be done after the season. I really, really, really hope so. I don't think they re-signed. I called it. Contract is up. I Dude, hope Josh, not. you did not call it. You're on the toilet. So I think that about wraps it up for this week. Once again, this week's episode is brought to David Lee of David Lee Law in Williamsburg, Virginia. If you're in Williamsburg Man. and need a defense attorney or something and you're not a Cowboys fan, go ahead and give David Lee a call from jail. And (laughs) (laughs) it's also brought to you by Alex Carter, Redskins fan in Patriots country up in Amherst, Massachusetts, and um, frequent caller to NFL, Sirius NFL Network, and And all-around great guy. And thanks again for donating to our podcast to help keep us on air. And if you would like to donate to Harry Hog Football and be mentioned as a sponsor of one of our awesome, awesome podcasts, um, if you scroll, to, if you go to HarryHogFootball.com or HarryHogFootball.net, you can scroll down on the left-hand side, and once you get below the uh, the Harry Hog Football chat and the uh, members uh, uh, section, there is a donate button. And if you donate a minimum of five dollars, you will uh, be named as a sponsor at least once. Uh, maybe many, many, many more times, depending on how uh, goofy we're feeling that week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that about wraps it up. Um, what, do you have anything else to add before we close this? Hey, look, it's uh, our podcast is about a third shorter than it usually is. <laughs> oh, what do you have to say about that, Josh? Uh, oh, man. Yeah, well... What can you do? (laughs) Dude, don't blame that on me. You're the one that's got explosive diarrhea. Seriously. So I think that about wraps it up. Um, We'll talk to you guys next week. (laughs) Dude, was that timber falling? Um, Hopefully Josh One of my favorites. Actually, we're not going to come on this week. Uh, We're going to take... You know, another week off of Easter. And we'll be back. That's right. The Tuesday after Easter, right? Well, the Sunday after Easter. So we'll be back we'll sometime. Be don't, don't. We'll be back after Easter. Don't despair. Kind of like NASCAR takes off Easter, so we'll we. That's right, and Mother's Day. Um, I don't know if we're taking Mother's Day off, but that's way too far in the future. But Harry Hog Football, we are year-round. We are every week during the season and roughly every week during the offseason. So if you want to get uh, totally biased and uh, completely uncommercialized opinions about the Washington Redskins from three dudes that have been lifelong fans, make sure you listen to HarryHogFootball.com. That's H-A-R-R-Y HogFootball.com or .net. You can get there either way. And, uh, yeah, we're there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, hail to the Redskins. And, as always, if you see a Cowboys fan, Joker! Joker!